to Pop of Color Pod. I'm Ruby. And I'm India. We're two women of color recapping all things Bravo through our personal lens. As women of color, we like to focus on the underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts. And if we're feeling generous, we'll add even more Bravo sprinkles on top. Ruby, don't forget that as we catch up on the Bravo chaos, we also like to catch up on the chaos of our lives. And there's never a shortage of that. Here's this week's episode. Let's pop off. It's official. I have to get some kind of surgery to separate my eyes. <laughs> they look really close together on this camera. It's, it's not dweeb. No, it was just the glasses that made you look like you. I'm never wearing. Outside. I'm never wearing those fucking glasses again. Because well, no, try them on one more time. No, dude, I put them on a second time and they looked fucked up. <laughs> I can't. No. Nope. Okay. No, it's not. Nope. As, no, it's not nearly as bad as whatever face you were making when you came on. Because when you came on, you <laughs> just looked like <laughs> I was a little shocked, but I thought it was me. I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I do look t- terrible today." Like, what was I? <laughs> and then I realized it wasn't me. People, like, she oh, looked no. at my face and said, "Yes, I knew I looked terrible today, <laughs> but not that kind of terrible." No, I was like, "Okay, yeah, like I look bad, so whatever." And then I was like, "Oh no, that's not me. That's Ruby." um so we both look terrible today terrible which honestly I think you look better than me at least your shower today Um, I'm not I told you I shower at night so oh well showering after this recording at least you've showered in 24 hours I did it's been over 24 hours since I've showered um I feel very Mila Kunis um Ashton Kutcher right now white people I at least like wiped my you know wiped my 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 the part why can't you get the words out (laughs) i was gonna say lady parts but i'm like no there's more than just the lady parts like i wiped all the parts that needed wiping um your genitalia my genitalia my armpits you know um my face but all with the same towel (laughs) 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 it was just sitting there for me (laughs) gross um but yeah anyway um you're going to be the seventh person I've said this to today. I dreamed that I died last night. What? And not like vaguely, very specifically. <laughs> I live next to a prominent building. And so I had a dream that someone bombed that building and that I was watching it from my building. And I was like, oh no, well, at least I'm over here. And then a subsequent one went off outside my building and I like watched my building blow up. And then I was like, well, I'm above. And then it was like, no, I felt the rubble come underneath me and the rubble above me. And I felt myself get crushed (gasps) and go black. And I was like, oh, now I know what it's like. Like while I was sleeping, I was thinking, now I know what's going to happen on when it's over. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, what have you looked up what that like means obviously that's like the first thing I did when <laughs> I really woke up I was like what the fuck is wrong with me besides everything and firstly the larger theme of when you dream of death is that there's a change coming mm-hmm. when you dream that your soul has left your body which confirmed that happened um it's the change happened which when I said this my friend was like the change so you went through menopause (laughs) I was like maybe so and then 
it says if you dream of a violent death, like there's a difference between dreaming like, oh, I died in my sleep, which again, I didn't even know people could have these many dreams versus dying violently, which is what I choose to interpret being crushed under the rubble of my exploded. I do think that would qualify as violent. Yes. Um, It means I'm resisting the change afoot. But then the change happened because I felt myself die. So. Okay. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, you know, like you have a change, but like you're resistant to it. Like that, but it's already happened. It's like, you know, it's basically saying like, stop resisting, like, like flow, Ruby flow. Yeah. And we know the present moment and flow with the flow. So I just have to share that out loud. Well, I can always do a tarot reading for you anytime. I forgot to put that on my resume. Um, I have done tarot readings for a few of my friends. And um, they've turned out to be pretty accurate. So we may have to do that after we finish recording. Yeah, I I didn't know I had I well my tarot reader because I have one. She said you're highly intuitive. Um, and basically said I could do my own tarot readings. <laughs> she um, said for someone to say like you don't need to pay me. That's pretty. That's a lot of intuitive. Well, she didn't say that because it's like every therapist needs a therapist. But she was because she has a tarot reader too. So she was like, yeah, like. She's saying you're highly into it. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do that this episode offline because maybe I need some direction. Cause I'm like, what change? The only thing I could think of is I don't want to pay for a plane ticket because it's expensive. (laughs) Or like the change, like maybe the change is like about 2023, like, and like, maybe you you have a change of mindset that like you're resisting or like you've had a thought of doing something in particular and like like, are resistant to like following whatever that thought of change is. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. Or maybe I just like should not have binged Wednesday on Netflix last weekend. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving visions. It's giving, um, <laughs> I didn't finish yet. So don't spoil the last time. I haven't, I I haven't watched it yet. So no worries. Um, me and John are literally in the middle of so many shows that I, the only thing I have time for is Bravo and Gilmore girls, like other than Gilmore girls again, that's you sound like John. He's like, India, how many times can you watch Gilmore girls? And I'm like, um, as many times you literally I- answer la 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 yeah, la literally. <laughs> literally that many times John. i'm like look every time i watch like season four is one of my favorite seasons that's the season when rory goes to college season four is your favorite one of my favorites. you are high i said one of them season um the season my top season is season well i really like season five too but the season where she meets logan is that season six that's five Oh, that is season five, but I like season six. But season five has Emily and Richard's anniversary party, which yeah, is like yeah, yeah, yeah. making out and she's in the suit. I really like, I mean, I, seasons four through six, like are very good to me. Like, but when Rory goes to college, I feel like, okay, like now we're an adult, like we're adulting. Yeah, but she's really bad at it. Yeah, but that's why I like it. Cause it's like relatable content. Wow. Everybody, you heard it here first. India finds Rory relatable. Season seven clearly sucked, but four oh, through six were great. Listen, my hot takes. Okay. Season three is the best season. And season three of most TV shows is the best season because you have enough time to like build up to the arc. I'm like a three, two, one, seven, five, six, four. Four is like bottom of the barrel for me. 
I actually, there's a couple things. I forgot several times that there is a season seven because like by then I think I had stopped like rewatch. Like there's just some, that's like the beginning of when we got a lot of content. So I couldn't like rewatch as vividly as I'd watched the early seasons. Yeah. I really can't fuck with Rory's ineptitude. I couldn't fuck with Paris, like not progressing as a human. Like they both just like sat in too much like complacency, which is what happened. Was season four or season seven? No, this the the slew of them being in university was just like and they I just never felt like they grew. I feel like they just continued to be little fucking babies. So the later seasons stressed me out. But weirdly, I did like seven when I rewatched it for the first time. I was like, I kind of like this better than I thought I would. So six Seven's- pissed me off because that's <laughs> when like Lorelai goes rogue on Luke and you know Rory um and what's her face aren't talking for a minute because Rory dropped out of college like just so much six was very stressful I can't say that actually six was my favorite because now that I'm thinking about it I was like no I was pissed that that I feel like Lorelai is the one that hasn't like grown like well hers is more embarrassing because she's a a full-ass grown-up they they just like that's the problem that shows like they never like made them improve upon themselves they just were always doing the same thing for seven years I was just and then the reboot was the same and that really was but I mean that's like human condition so like some people just don't change or they make minimal changes um I think I like season four because that's when they open up the dragonfly and like Rory figuring out like dating and what that like looks like um Paris is embarrassing because she's like with a professor uh, (laughs) oh that was funny I will um, say I do like that episode before Rory fucks the married man, um, where it's like the <laughs> episode um, where like Lorelai and Luke kiss for the first time or something. Yep, that was that season. Was cute. That was season four because at yeah, the that's end, I, that's like the one episode yeah, I liked in that when, season. Like when they opened up the Dragonfly Inn, and then she goes to Par- like Paris with her grandmother and ignores Dean, and then it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, I'll say. Now I'm changing my mind. I would say seasons three through five are my favorite. But like season one, uh, yeah, obviously, it's great. But I just love when Rory goes to college for some reason. I just mm-hmm. I just like it. Um, but yeah, she was terrible in season six. And I was mad that she told Logan no about getting married. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I um, mean, but think just, about it. Would we have done that at 21? For Logan Huntsberger? Absolutely. Not for... Mm. I would have at least been. I would have. I'm a Jess girly. So I would have. I'm a Jess out here on different pages. I mean, I love Jess too. Like, it is just very Jess versus Logan. But at that moment, like, because like Logan had grown so much, like he went from never dating anyone seriously to being full throttle team Rory. Like, we are out here with so many professional development changes, and like he grew so much. And so for her to be like, no was like what the fuck she's like i'm going on tour with biden and i'm like not biden with obama and it's obama like, oh. yeah that was a good reference though they knew. um and i was like wow what the fuck are you doing because i would have at least been like yeah let's let's get married and then been like actually like i need to like be engaged for like the next five years or four years so i can like get my adult shit together and then I'm like let's like think about it in the next couple years or something um but then she just went back to sleeping with him and the while he's with somebody else while he's yeah so he's raggedy because i think he Ooh. is engaged in the reboot yeah. that reboot was terrible that ruby that ruby that ruby 
all right now <laughs> not the reboot was just very um interesting very interesting I just hate that they ended it with I'm pregnant and you know it's Logan's and it's yeah. obviously like a cycle but I'm like can y'all make more episodes like because now I need to like see what's I think it's happening. no I don't need to know I think that um the creator said that that was supposed to be the last those were supposed to be the last lines of the show when she was originally going to end it mm-hmm. so I don't know if it was going to be Rory like would graduate college and was pregnant with Logan's baby or if you know it was somebody else's or what have you but yeah because I know that I, they left. I get the point is like because this all began because Lorelai had Rory when she was young but I was just kind of like okay so deep these are repeat cycles that <clears throat> should not be like these are these but are also ancestral just like, isn't that interesting that you, you know what I mean yeah again white women just have like not as many things to worry about so I guess that's like the biggest well I mean she said for life she's a Gilmore like and then you know unfortunately the grandpa passed away but that means even more money like because oh my you know what I did cry though like when they talked about that in the show like in the reboot Mm -hmm. like the funeral and stuff I was like shaking crying yeah it was really sad even though we wouldn't like that man in real life very sad very sad okay well i feel like tonight is gonna be a full blast episode because you know i might die soon apparently but also because there's so many things to talk about india we've got casting shakeups we've got trailers we've got other shows besides our mains that we have to give like a little love to like there's just stacks on stacks on stacks yeah are you um, aware yeah so just so you're aware like i have not seen uh salt lake (laughs) (gasps) okay well it's okay i'm doing this new thing where i'm just like going off my feelings about the shows rather than taking notes i'm gonna go what i remember and care about so it'll it won't be too long okay um first bit of news um, I feel like I'm going to go, we're going to talk about the casting shakeups and we're going to talk about trailers and then we'll do our poppy and poopy if that sounds delightful. Yes, yes. Here, here. Girls Trip 4 announced we're going to Marrakesh, Morocco, the site of season four of Roni's cast trip where Alex McCord wore her Herman Munster shoes and stomped like a buffalo down the stairs to confront Luann. <laughs> Guess who's not invited to Girls Trip? Luann <laughs> but we've got this is the first time for girls trip where they're having repeat um cast members which mm-hmm. I'm already kind of upset about because I don't want that I want fresh faces all day except that some of the return faces are my favorites so from Orange County we've got Vicky Gumbelson and Gretchen Rossi did you watch Gretchen years yeah duh okay I'm just trying Gretchen to- and um Slade, Slade. <laughs> yeah okay so I'm interested because they became friendly like after Gretchen left the show. I think like when she was enemies with Shannon and Tamara. So, but I feel like it was just like out of convenience as Vicky does. So I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. And oh, then we yeah. have Brandy coming back from Beverly Hills and um, Camille joining her. And they're not friendly because Brandy was on Watch What Happens Live and was like, yeah, we keep yelling at each other on Twitter. So that'll be interesting. 
And then we got back both Phaedra and Eva. Do we need that? I mean, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, Phaedra, okay. But I know Phaedra people and Eva? Phaedra, but I was just like, were they that good? Like, also, are we just like using people to be like commentators rather than cast members? Because, like, that's all they did, really. Yeah. On trip. Oh, yeah. And then, who am I missing? Oh, Alex McCord, as mentioned from New York. I feel like they should have given Alex another New Yorker to like feed off of, like maybe somebody she wasn't on a season with. This is a controversial opinion coming from me because we know how much I hate her. I would have loved Alex McCord with Heather Thompson. Give me that. Really? Just because drama, because I know everybody would be so not, Vicky Gumbleson would not be able to stand Heather for five seconds and I would be cracking the fuck up. And then Heather would try to be saying holla to Phaedra and Eva and they'd be like, don't. You're not the one. <laughs> so missed opportunity, Bravo and Peacock. And then our final one, which I find kind of random and not excited about, is Caroline Manzo. And I know people love Caroline, but I'm just like, she's she's a mom, you know? And she does mom things. She's not like a crazy bitch that's going to get like fucked up and scream at people, you know? Yeah, I um. I mean, I think it's I don't get the common thread of that. Like, you know, season one, it was like, quote, all stars, right? Like people who were notable from their respective series. And then season two was like, literally the theme was unhinged. They truly picked eight unhinged souls. Well, they picked seven unhinged souls and Eva. And then season three was like bestie pairings or former bestie pairings. And then this season was just kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. I don't know. Yeah, this season doesn't really make sense, but I'm still excited for it. Well, I'm excited because I'm excited. It's going to be a mess. Someone did a post on Instagram um, and they're like, these two should be on girls trip. And they put a picture of Carol and Bethany and dark sided me was like, yes. (laughs) Even though I got so mad this season that they fought. I know. And I think Bethany was wrong, but you know. Well, and I think Carol is wrong. So, <laughs> I'm was rewatching the season after they booted Carol. Um, where with Barbara Kay, I was watching like a couple episodes last weekend, and it's just like Carol talks so much about like issues and all this stuff, and um, maybe she quietly donates money that belong to the Kennedys, but like Bethany actually being like an activist inadvertently and like all of the disaster relief she does, I'm like Carol. Where are you at with things like that? Oh, for sure. But I think that Bethany was being petty because she was upset that Tinsley and Carol were like. I think Bethany's just deranged. (laughs) And so (laughs) I love her, but I think she's just deranged. And I think Carol just was like getting too condescending. You know what I mean? And she's like, uh, why? Like, it's like, yeah, Bethany's crazy. And like, just say like and she kind of did she was like i need space but then she would also just talk mad shit about like oh this and that and the other as if she's not also equally superficial and full of shit they're both wrong guys that's the answer that's why we watch but i can't i actually really can't rewatch a lot of that season because it infuriates me and also like carol and dorinda really thinking that um trump couldn't win and i was like "Mm, y'all haven't lived in the places we lived um, yeah, but I mean, we were all shocked that Trump won. It was like, what? Uh, by October, I was 
I was preparing myself. I had a feeling. I was like, if you made it this far, y'all don't know what people are like. I was telling people in California, because you know, in California, they were all like, that could never happen. Are y'all? Anyways, we're not talking about dark times anymore. Um, Moving forward, we do say that fall is our favorite time of year for Bravo, but winter is second because we're getting summer house and VPR back. And I didn't watch Pump Rules last year, but I might tune in this year. Did you watch the trailers for either of them, India? No, I have not. I've been so busy this week that, um, yeah, I have not been much in the Bravo sphere. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. Summer House, Danielle and Lindsay, not friends. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Paige, she, Aaron, and Amanda are very excited about it. They're like, look at how much you've invested in them and how much they invest in you and stuff. And then Kyle also said that Carl could leave Loverboy and the company wouldn't even notice his absence. That was a big statement. Carl said that who could leave no, no, Loverboy? Kyle said that if Carl left Loverboy, because Carl was like, I'm working really hard, blah, blah. And Kyle is claiming that ever since Carl started dating Lindsay, that he's quote checked out of the business and Kyle like was talking shit with somebody and said like if Carl left the business now nobody would even like the the company wouldn't even feel it like, oh my gosh yeah and I was like you're saying that about the person who officiated your wedding that's dark very dark and then Amanda's crying about something and I'm like oh here we go again with you and then Paige and Craig are like doing staged fighting about their relationship and I'm like okay and then uh, we have like Corey's going to come visit. Craig's going to come visit. There's like some blonde chicks that are coming. I don't know. There's like a not attractive guy that was like licking Sierra's foot. I don't know, India. I'm nervous that Summer House is not going to be good. And I'm also nervous more so that I'm going to turn on Danielle before I turn on Lindsay. I don't know why. But I also think people who get like so self-sacrificial like you should know at some point, like how much, if you're in an even friendship, you know what I mean? Like if you're putting in 50, 50 and you should just be able to like be aware and just distance yourself. If you realize, Oh, this person is not putting in as much as I am, you know? I do get that. Um, and like, just don't be a martyr. Putting your foot down about it. Goes to like be all in with people who clearly aren't that way with you. Right. Also, if I was on the show, I would have never trusted any of these people to be real friends to me because none of those people have, like, integrity. Is that too dark? That like, is dark. not good people. <laughs> like, they're, none of them are good people. That's, like, why I couldn't watch the show at first when it started. I think that, like, I think that they, I, I won't say that they aren't good people. Like, I think that's a stretch, but I will say that it takes a certain personality to be on like reality TV for multiple seasons. Yeah. And also Amanda said that she hopes that Summer House becomes more about the couples and like their evolution in life and not about the parties anymore. And I was like, bitch, are you crazy? I'm not watching uh, the fucking match game here. And that, that was the issue with VPR. Like. Yeah, they got too grown. I was bored. VPR, let's pivot. That shit is about to pop off again because it's like, it starts out with like Tom and Katie, like Schwartz and Katie cheersing each other, being like, 
yes, I'm glad we've like maintained our friendship and like, we're going to be a good pair of divorced friends and everything's going to go. Okay. And then like seconds later it cuts to like, I don't respect you anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And it, like Katie yelling at Schwartz, obviously the Schwartz and Raquel thing, it shows multiple instances on camera of them making out, not just like a one, one off. So apparently that whole situation was real and people are like, Ooh, Raquel always knew what she was doing when she like sucked on James Kennedy for those first couple of years. She wants to be on this show. Um, you've got Lala that's going to divorce or I guess she was already leaving Randall at this. No, I think I think she was with Randall last season. So she's without him this season. There's like really dark um, like allegations with him right now of something like either engaging in like child pornography or pedophilia or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's making it on the show, but that's like been mentioned recently online. Whoa. And so there's like a whole dark element with him, like his, um, the mother of his first two children, like has a restraining order against him and stuff. It's crazy. And then who else is on that show? I'm sure Sheena did something. I, my whole, all of my senses turn off when she's on screen. So I don't remember what she did. Um, Ariana and Tom Sandoval have a thing. I don't know, but it looked crazy. And that's what matters. James has a new girlfriend. Um, and she, oh, because James and Lala, I guess, like, went to hook up again. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. I could tell that that was happening from BravoCon. Yeah, but, and so, like, the girlfriend was, like, all mad, so it was, like, a whole thing. But um, it looks messy, and that's all I care about on my well, show. I'm glad they did. I feel like this will, this season will be a pivot from the last couple of seasons that have just been, like. That's my hope. It better maybe. be. Um, especially after Stassi was fired um like prematurely she was getting kind of boring yeah but i feel like she was fired prematurely but that's a and that's coming from a person of color um you're like (laughs) i can say that (laughs) uh but yeah anyway she was um, a racist i would have liked to have kept on my screen ramona can go Bring Stassi and Kristen Doty back. See, that's the thing. I don't think it was like, I think the girl could have been blue, green, white, yellow. Like, I think it was just like, they she like, had a his- bitch. She had a history already of like comments, like mm. saying that like actors don't need to be talking about Black Lives Matter. Like award shows are not the place for this. She had the history of like- See, I didn't know that. Transphobic commentary. And then like trying to get Billy Lee on the show to make up for it. She, she has a history. She should be gone. Like, go be a rich white bitch away from us. But I do miss Kristen Doty's, like, hurricane of mess. There yeah. was, like, old Vanderpump Rules playing on TV the other day when I was eating my breakfast. And I was like, damn, I miss when they were poor and dressed in their twenty early 2010s gear and just making mistakes. Ever. She, that was, like, when she was dating James. It was hilarious because she's, like, 30 and he's, like, 21. And it shows appearance-wise. <laughs> Yeah. one person looks young well actually i can't believe i said 30 because we're older than 30 but we look better than she did at that age oh for sure we look like babies so we wash our like, face yeah we look like babies um That's yeah, my plan is like to catch up on all things because this week has just been so busy um to catch up on all things like this you need to the content is coming india february march all these things. Shannon Storms Bador and John Jansen broke up. 
This is why I think that it's temporary because it's Mercury retrograde and there's a lot of miscommunications. There's a lot of stuff happening. So unless this was like pre-planned in John Jansen's mind, like weeks ago, like it may not Apparently it happened a month ago, but just publicized this week. Oh, okay. So then it might be for real. Well, and her BFF, Jeff Lewis said it on watch what happens live. He was like, he's not the one for her. Oh, wow. And a lot of people would make weird comments like that he was living off of her. Eek. So single Shannon, bring her back. It's going to be weird because um, apparently Orange County is coming in early March. And um, that means this whole season is going to be them together. Yeah. With us knowing that they're broken up. So that's going to be really weird. Um, what else? Shout out to our girl, Alyssa from below deck for calling out Ben for claiming that Camille was like, he did like one of those, you know, ask me anything's on Instagram stories Mm -hmm. was like, Camille was just under a lot of pressure and like, she doesn't treat anybody differently than anyone else. And like, she also was getting harassed by her colleagues and things like that. And Alyssa was like, clap back and was like, this guy does not know what a microaggression is. And he doesn't know that this woman is racist. So she confirmed that suspicion we had a few weeks ago when we were talking oh, about. Oh, for sure. Like, this is microaggressions. Oh, like, no, she saw that Alyssa was going to be her superior. She was like, this coon? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right now. Um, <laughs> is out of pocket. That's your right. Anyway. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I'm just picturing Camille's face as you're saying it. Like, so it's playing in her head. It looks so funny. Because she was literally, she was literally like, what? yeah, no, she literally was always doing the eyebrow, like throwing the eyebrow and like upset and all this stuff. And like just her level of reaction, because she never talked back to Haley ever, um, even though like she, Haley was working at different shifts and all. And like, of course, she's not talking back to Fraser like that. And Alyssa was literally doing her job and Gabby, who was on below deck sailing confirmed, like we had that, you know, like we witnessed that same exchange with her and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, Gabriella was seconds too. And Ashley would just go around her and go to Daisy all the time. Yep. If y'all don't know what, how to respect a chain of command, you're garbage. And is it, I'm sorry, is it 1700s, like 1800s? Like, were we still thinking that people of color especially in this case black people are lesser than mentally physically anything like statistics show and movies like statistics. get out show that like black people are were in like intimate like intimidating to the european race and so that is why they made them their inferiors um well it's like an implicit bias like that's like what yeah. like an unconscious bias like that's what once like black lives matter has existed for several years but in 2020 when it resurged the whole conversation is like no one's saying that you're actively a racist person it's that we all have like racist or colorist Mm -hmm. tendencies that were ingrained in us because of literal generations of society even people of color have their own issues within their own races all you know like 
when all that happened, all my family members were like, well, we're Latino. Like there's all these kind of colors in our family. We can't be racist. I'm like false because I see the way you talk about this one person versus how you talk about somebody with darker skin in your own fucking family. Mm-hmm. Like it is in all of us and like, and nobody is safe from it either. You know what I mean? Like no one's immune to it. And so you may look at it as, oh no, like this person can't tell me what to do just because like, I'm really fierce and independent. But then if you're chief stew, who's obviously the top of the chain is saying, listen to your second stew and you're disregarding it. You have to just look at yourself and ask yourself, why am I not able to do this with this person? Yeah. Because if it's not about like an implicit bias, then why the fuck can't you do your job the way that you're supposed to be doing your fucking job? Exactly. Because all these people are doing is passing along the communication in the chain of command. Yep. Sign these bitches up for boot camp because the military ain't going to fuck around with none of that. Let me tell you. Oh, I've watched sure the brainwashing. It's effective. Mm-hmm. Anyways, again, dark-sided moment. It's, kind of, it's that kind of episode, I guess. Um, before we get into our usual shows, Southern Hospitality, we were live texting watching this episode on Monday bitches got messy it was giving this was the equivalent of like remember season one on Vanderpump Rules when they went to Vegas for Stassi's birthday mm-hmm. and they're pouring drinks on each other and ripping off cable knit sweaters like forget Chris Evans and Knives Out Jax Taylor's cable knit sweater came first and it came off of his body onto the parking lot of the strip mall in outside of the strip Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> 2013 it was giving (laughs) like it was a movement um we have like it's so weird because like they are all clearly a group of friends they're all very young too which is like another thing that was a lot for us was like I think Vanderpump rules the age range was a little wider like 24 to 30 all of these folks are like 21 to maybe 25 at most they are young young so like they literally are gen z they have no sense of like repercussions for their actions. They are just fucking chaotic. I just, I can't even remember whose side either of us was on. At the end. I think, I think, I think I said I was on Turtle Time's side. I forgot his name. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about this Bradley? Week? What? Bradley? I'm on his side. I don't think he's cute. Yeah, but. No, that's the wrong side. I'm surprised Mikel wasn't in there throwing drinks on people again. Well, because Mikel was like, this is not my fight. Like this, like it just was not his fight. It was completely Maddie um, got like way too heated though. But I think I Maddie got heated because like of her best friend. Like, and she said that her best friend, like, and Bradley were dating, and Bradley cheated on her best friend with um that girl. Yeah, but when she's like, you got to be a man. You got to be a bro. I was like, girl. I was like, girl, stop. But that's always tiny people, you know? They got to, like, make their presence. They have to take up space. Right. And I think Joe Bradley was just trying to stay neutral when she was like, look, like, take take a side. Like, I've always had your side. I've always had your back. We are great friends. And you can't sit here and say that what you told me, like, that you told actually told me that. Like, you want to lie on backtracked. Oh, he held it backtracked. And then in the confessional was like, all I heard was sounds that were like, <laughs> oh, it was so, it was so bad. And then um, the best was when, uh, who said the peanut butter thing? <laughs> when don't I accidentally sent that to John, he was like, wrong person. I was like, okay, I don't want him thinking I'm over here just watching porn and chatting with people about <laughs> it. Like, 
I was talking to Ruby. So I like sent him like what the video was. He's like, I figure you're talking to Ruby. Like that made no sense to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Will's girlfriend. Well, yeah, she licked. Oh, but Bradley Bradley said it. Yeah. Bradley said it. He was like, what about, um, I read you sucked his dick and like peanut butter off of it or something. I'm like, and the, why did they make the confessional? Like it was an episode of SVU or like some crime report. It was like, I did. It, it's true. I did like peanut butter off. They were, dick. they are, but it was they just themselves so seriously. <laughs> and like, Will was like the evidence, the motive, like they were just doing too much. And that's why I side with the messier side. I was like, nah, I'm over here because y'all are just too proud. I was just like, y'all must really hate this bitch. Wow. I was like impressed. I was like, come on, Reagan, cause drama. Reagan is Laura Lee. Um, since we keep comparing them to Vanderpump rules. <laughs> Reagan like Laura Lee wasn't like like I don't feel like she was intentionally messy. I think Laura Lee was just I know, but it's just the fact that she's the catalyst that came into the second. Yeah, half yeah, yeah, for sure. Um turned all the friends against each other. Yeah. I don't think Reagan and that guy are dating because why wasn't he at your birthday dinner? And oh no, I talked on Insta, they're together. Oh, they are? Yeah. Whoa. He probably doesn't want to be on... He has a real job, so he probably doesn't want to be on the show. And apparently makes a lot of money. Because I think she wants to be on the show, because even if you've got Sugar Daddy, people want to be famous. They're desperate. Well, we should take a break. I was like... (laughs) I thought you were doing... You know when people are like, pee in the V. I know. I don't know what I was trying to do. I was like... Yeah, you look like you were trying to insert something and miss i'm no camera girl i'm no like yeah yeah you're not working on the oprah winfrey show for absolutely sure. not i am oprah that's why um, oh shit she had the follow-up y'all damn let's take a break then <laughs> we had a brief moment of technical difficulties this ruby screenshotted what i look like first of all i already said that we look like shit right like and we're gorgeous so there's something really wrong with these cameras why does my forehead look that big is my forehead it is that big (laughs) i told you i always think my forehead is big too and you guys say i'm not (laughs) stop you're like pulling your own hairline back right now (laughs) i'm bringing my headband forward yeah you bet no now it looks little you look like you have Teresa forehead (laughs) a little bit up that's good. No, I think your real forehead is actually pretty. My real forehead is shiny as fuck. I am big as hell. <laughs> I'm sending this to John. He's going to be like, no. <laughs> be like, wipe this up. We are disasters, you guys. He said my forehead is bananas. I know he, he's... <laughs> <laughs> my forehead is bananas. F-O-R-E-H-E-A-D. He already calls me big head. So he's like, all right. So that's further evidence of just how large your head is. It sent me. It's truly. (laughs) Um, So my last note on Southern hospitality is that I'm appalled on behalf of society that Mia is not the one that this cast is chasing after, but it also just reflects like trash men at their core because she's gorgeous She's clearly intelligent. She has like a full-time corporate job on top of her VIP hostessing job. And it's like, she's clearly very independent and accomplished and doesn't need them. So therefore they're like, just not interested in her, which I find disgusting on behalf of all men. 
Oh, for sure. And her dad seems like well established. I mean, is well established, and he like it's like who can really live up to to that? Well, they all have like most of them have rich parents. Yeah, but I think it's the fact that like she has her own thing going. Mm-hmm. Where like it's not like oh, I just use daddy's credit card. It's like she could, but she also has her own thing too. And I just mean that like when your father said such an example of like oh true what like, a man should like, be doing. It's like what am I? What do I need you for? Because it's oh, like she, she has that she does get sister. they're like clingy. You know, like the last guy she like that cooked for her, the chef, and she was like he was just doing too much and like just all like just like behind me like not doing his own thing like when we were out like i hate that i'm like oh we relate i wonder what her sign is i think she's a capricorn really oh yeah we'll, we'll look it up and text about it we later. love it we love an indie man and independent i was like what are you even saying right now? <laughs> i was like you fully lost it right at the end there's like um this account i love for bravo stuff stars x Alyssa. Oh yeah, I and, do like her. And she charts everybody. And I'm like, God bless. And she does it for like every show. She will do everybody's. And I think she just did the who are these people we just talked about? Yeah, Mia is a Capricorn because she put her in the Capricorn um collage that she makes. Yeah. It's very oh, Turtle Time is also a Capricorn. Mikhail's a Scorpio, no shocks. Um Emmy <laughs> and Will are Pisces. Oof. Oh, TJ is also a Capricorn. And then Maddie and Joe Bradley and Lucia are all Leos. And then Gracie Lynn and Leva are Taurus. That's like an interesting mix. No air signs. No wisdom, huh? Gotcha. Just (laughs) fire and water. (laughs) Rage in the roof and then accomplished earth sign folks. Not no no wisdom no wisdom no sages there to give them some advice on how to chill that the is fuck out man so funny um well i wanted to start with oh wait john said i had i have an asymmetrical round head lol and he's oh. just like over there <laughs> the laughing his ass off wow i'm used to the disrespect I know he loves me anyway. Like yesterday, I honestly look like How hot garbage. Sounding like she's settling <laughs> for like a bad situation. I'm used to the disrespect. I love him. Stand by your man. He's gonna talk about my head till the end of time. Um, but yesterday, I head. I never even looked at myself in the mirror yesterday. Ew. Well, not ill, but okay. Um, I was saying I didn't look at myself in the mirror about your head. Did I leave the house? I did because I had showings, but I've just been so busy this week. So I've looked like trash and we were, we got done eating. And then like, you know, I just ran to the bathroom. Like, all right. I look at myself in the mirror and I go, do I look like this? I hate when that happens. And so I was like, I look terrible. He was like, shut up. No, you don't. Like you look beautiful. And I'm like, have you looked at me? (laughs) So I don't take his big head comments seriously like whatever yeah i was a little concerned about my outfit today too i was like "Mm, was this the right choice you know when you put too many trendy things i mean i love that hoodie oh hello this is not what i wore to work india oh (laughs) i can't wear this at a hospital i work in real estate we just wear whatever wherever the whatever the breeze blows our way yeah no we we wear business casual um but i was wearing like a black sweater I had these like 
not quite plaid, but still, you know, the little squares kind of pants. And I had like my little, those shoes that are popular right now, the loafers, is that mm-hmm. what it is? The platform ones. But then I had this like little like cushion, almost like a biker jacket situation. I was like, are we doing a lot with like the cushion and the plaid and the loafers? And I'm in all black. Again, I watched Wednesday on Netflix recently. So I mean, I like the outfit choice, honestly, truly. Yeah, but you know when it like looks too much and it's like very Coco Chanel, you should take one thing off. Yeah. I was like, maybe this was too much of a jacket for all the other shit that was going on. Maybe I should take And then it's not helpful when certain people I work with compliment me because I'm like, well, I want to dress like you. So, you know, it's like a little. I think they just aspire. I think they just aspire like, wow, you look beautiful today. Like, I wish I could dress like that. Okay. (laughs) Also, Bradley is a Capricorn. That's what I told you. Bradley, TJ, and Mia. I missed that part. Wow. Listening, guys. Hey, my girl Sarah Almadani is a Capricorn. Is she? Because she don't make no fucking sense ever. Yeah, she is. Miss putting doctor in front of her name when she ain't got nothing. And so was Gertie. Sure. Love me, Gertie. Gertified. Gertified. Okay. All right. Should we get into the um, show? Yes. So I will just do a quick little moment about my thoughts on Salt Lake. Um, since you didn't watch yeah. Still All India out of a I'm saying 60 minutes in terms of like a live episode because I didn't watch it, you know, on streaming or whatever. Right. In 60 minutes, they skimmed over the four other women in 20 minutes. And then we got 40 minutes of Jen Shaw. That is what we call a star, honey. I know what? y'all don't want to hear it. Oh, wow. I tried to. Uh, over here running into her glasses. I tried to dramatically take my glasses off like, what? But it didn't work. I really thought you got hurt. Oh, no. So <laughs> I was like, baby, what's going on over there? See, I didn't watch it because I was like, I can if I have to sacrifice a show, it's gonna be this because it just it you know is winding down. So I was like, whatever. But um, I should have watched it. Yo, it, I was enthralled. Like I just, I just needed to hear every beat. Like, and I'm gonna rewatch it this weekend because it was just like, you're never gonna see stuff like this again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make John watch it tonight. They will never be able to top themselves because it's real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like a produced storyline. And like a lot of people were complaining because there was like, you know, that moment um, in the trailer that was at the finale party where Dana was like, and you better get your fucking books, blah, 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 yeah. you know? And they decided that they didn't want to see Storm pop off on Jen Shaw. And so the editors cut that out of this episode. And I guess there was like a clip of like Meredith confronting Whitney that got cut out and stuff. But it was like, they, who cares? Like, hopefully if we if god is good well if there's another season of salt lake and god is good so those are two things that we need to happen um we're not going to see dana fanana again so everybody get over that is bravo still doing never before seen moment episodes i feel like i haven't seen those in a while um they only do them for certain shows they do them for blood deck and they used to do them for all the real housewives last year yeah i feel like they have it depends on like what other shows they have airing yeah but um oh my god can you hear that ew yeah what's wrong with your eyeball i don't know it's done that forever 
be careful. You're going to give yourself an astigmatism if you don't already. I already have, have astigmatism. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, they say that that's how you get it. Like when you're rubbing your eye, you're like scratching it. Oh, I already have it. So maybe that's why my eye oh, makes those work. noises. Wow. I can't believe you guys heard that. <laughs> I didn't know it was that loud. This bitch. John's yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with your eye? I'm like, I don't know. Just does it. <laughs> so they just like did this weird literally the first 20 minutes was just like heather's having her book and choir party and then more embarrassing it wasn't even a book release party it was a quote book cover reveal so people were like oh a book party with no books okay how dreadful and then <laughs> and then we had to listen to the choir sing which was more dreadful and <laughs> Then they did, I was like confused because they did the little title cards, you know, that you love so much. They did the little update cards and I was like, it's only 920. Why are we doing this? And then I was like, they're giving us like a whole thing. It's just like giving Teresa Judice, like this show can't subsist without this person. So like as much as everybody's going to complain about Jen till eternity, Brandy was like, she deserved more time behind bars. My grandma Hazel's about to turn 95. I was like, was your grandma Hazel a victim? No, shut Brandy up. Glanville said that? Yeah. She thinks that Jen deserves to serve more time. I was like, Brandy, sometimes you upset me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so it was just enthralling. I have to rewatch it. Shaw Squad, I'm sorry to the victims. This is just how I feel. And Heather, I, I can't believe she spent all this season talking about being a ride or die friend because the moment that that verdict, the moment that Jed pled guilt, Jed. Jen pled guilty. Um, Heather was already talking about her theories on whether Coach Shaw knew if he helped her cover things up, like in the episode. Like she, Heather meets with Lisa for the final scene. And it's like a day or two after Jen pleads guilty, like when she switched the thing at the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it, blah, blah. And Heather's already like, I wonder if they had problems in their marriage and then this happened and then blah, blah, blah. And he said, she made a theory that coach made Jen turn herself in and said, I'll watch the boys and you go do what you need to do or something. Heather is a terrible person. Jennifer is a criminal. Absolutely. But Heather is a terrible person. And I'm so glad that we're going to see that. The reunion trailer looked dismal as hell because these girls can't get a good spray tan in Utah to save their lives. So the spray tan matched their orange dresses, matched the desert backdrop that they chose for this season's reunion. It looked super dumb, but I can't wait. And I'll be watching, <laughs> but, um, but the finale was definitely pretty good. Be watching. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it after this. Cause it was just, like I said, I've had a very long week. So the TV hasn't really been TVing. Um, yeah, I know how that feels. So I'm glad that you took over. Like I was on my phone, like, what? Rugged season four? I was like, wow, Ruby with the content teaching me things because I have not been on my social media hardly this week. But anyway, let's get it. Like, I'm just sorry that I have a life and Ruby doesn't. No, <laughs> we, I feel like we take turns. Like last week, I was just like in the social media the life bad. this week. You're in it. It's just like we like take turns. Like whoever is the least busy. Yes, this is true. Um, did you watch Miami at all? I did. I watched. Had to watch Miami. Um, I I watched most most of Family Karma and I watched all of Potomac yesterday. Nice. So for Miami, um, like the big discussion really is like Lenny put out like his own version of the Mm stories, telling like the public that 
he that they had agreed that they were going to separate like weeks ago that this was a mutual decision and like obviously we're seeing lisa be shocked in real time and then the whole debate is like people are wondering whether or not lisa saw the signs and is ignoring them and i could kind of see that because like obviously she's completely financially dependent on him so i think she just like refused to believe that that could be possible yeah and i think for every woman like every woman has intuition like everyone has intuition but a woman's intuition with a man that they are with married and they know their habits they know all of these you know like everything yeah. about them like well alexia said it the mf rest in peace came in at 6 a.m when yeah. she was talking about herman yeah that was the most relatable thing when she called a dead person motherfucker <laughs> it's like yep same I mean, I like when you said rest in peace. That's like when I say something really fucked up and then I end with respectfully. <laughs> Same energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah you have intuition. Like, you know, like when something's up, you know, when they're on their phone more, you know, when they're gone more, you know, when their habits change. So, you know, but I think she, because he had cheated before, like just mm-hmm. thought like, we'll get through this. Like, it's just another phase. Like we're going to get through it. Like, and so you do have that kind of denial when you're not wanting to like, you know, especially when you don't have your own shit, like you're just kind of like, okay, well, bury your head in the sand. Yeah, you bury your head in the sand. I think she buried her head in the sand, and I think Lenny is just batshit crazy. I was weak when she was saying that he was asking her to order like groceries, and Larson was like, "How do I give her advice when he's texting her to order bananas? Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I can't. I can't." <laughs> oh gosh i loved um julia and martina doing their mm-hmm. little dinner i was like i can't take all this romance right now i'm going to cry which means that i just did i waved my hand like this as if there were tears coming but like we know i, I wasn't crying um i love then- how this oh, i was gonna say i love how this episode just like reestablish like other people's relationships like they checked in like okay they so where are them. we like Gertie yeah. and Julia like okay so where are we at because you going to Aspen all winter and I'm well gone. it sounds like Julia doesn't go to Aspen with her it yeah. sounds like Martina wants her to go and Julia's mm-hmm. like I don't do the cold I got really choked up when Martina was like the thing about us is like we both came from the same place like they both came from Eastern Europe in like such a time of turmoil yeah they're like we have a different bond like sometimes when you're from if you are from a specific culture and you choose to be with someone like even if y'all moved or like we're immigrants or you know live in different parts of the country whatever when you're with someone who has that same culture as you it just like it's a different level of bond right respect for each other and understanding and so that shit fucked me up i said i want to love like that but not really i just want to be home but in theory, one day. A Libra. <laughs> a Libra. I was telling John that I was like, Libras have two modes. And like, it's like, I want to be a hoe. And then all of a sudden, like, I want to be a housewife. There's just like, no. Literally my texting to you. There's no in between. And once you get into housewife, it's like, you can't look. There's no looking back. There's no going oh, back was, to hell. This is temporary. No, there's no going back to hell when you're actually like committed, like and married. And, yes, like, yes. I am it's full so true. on. It's and I will not. deal with anything that you bring my way. Yes, it's it's interesting. It's, it's unfortunate. Interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> my cousin's husband is a Libra, and I'm like, yo, you're a real one because she is a terrorist. She's an Aries, so yeah. 
I was like, Phew. he and I just look at each other when she's doing her thing. And we're like, whose turn is it? <laughs> Who's managing that? Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm so weak. Um, cause that's not nice. Um, I mean, Aries why, women are uh, Aries period, Aries period. But like the men I can, that's my dad calling me. I'll call him back. Um, the men I can like read because I've just had so many Aries men in my life that like, I can just tell when it's an Aries. Like I can, I know them by like the back of my hand, but the women shock me every time because they're all different. Like they all have different levels of. Well, they all have the same level of pop off, but some of them hide it. Yeah. Cause some act all innocent, like, oh yeah. I'm like super bad with the and then the minute they're not, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And they like cut people out and like violently do it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Cause I have a friend who's like an Aries, but she acts all quiet. And then when she gets mad, people are like, why is she so mad? And it's like, cause it was on the inside, y'all. She just yeah. like, no. Um, but yeah, Martina and Julia, so cute. Although if I were Martina, I'd be stressed. Julia's a cancer and y'all know, I guess cancer women are different than cancer men we know my history. I'm, I'm, I don't care for the cancer man. I really have tried. They seem so sweet at first. I do discriminate on dating apps when I see it. I do swipe left because it's, I'm not about to try to test that river again. Cancer men are just like, but their emotions, they don't have their emotions in check. It's not like they have emotional maturity. It's very like, and it always goes dark. It's always like resentful and sad mm-hmm. and, and like uh, grudging it up and, and then bottling it up and then like, or holding on to it just like forever. Like can't let it go and forgive. Like it's, it's a lot oh, for yeah. cancer, like cancer. I will say at least John's cancer moon, like really works well with my Capricorn moon because Capricorn and cancer are like, complete, yeah. Like I have like, a ton du- of cancer like the duality of it. Yeah so like that's like I do, different than cancer sun yeah his cancer moon balances out the rest of it's crazy honestly like i don't know where he would be as a human being if he didn't have that. i think john and my cousin have the same sun and moon. <laughs> i think she's also that combo because yeah, she and my mom are both cancer moons and then jose and i are both libra moons yeah or cap moons yeah i honestly don't know like they need that little bit of water to like balance them out i yeah. can't imagine someone who's like fully fire my mom that was so shady when I was like, oh yeah, she's an Aries sun and cancer moon. My mom was like, oh, so she goes crazy both ways. <laughs> like, mom, shut up. Cause she's like, at least I'm a Virgo sun. So like, I look like I have it together and then I have all my feelings. And I was like, you look like you have it together. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no cancer. So cancer women, I do actually most of the time enjoy there's like i enjoy them but i can't deal with their manipulation games like they can be very manipulative and very like um like it's only happening the victim it's like yeah it's just very pisces in that way like but again another water sign like it's all like it's very woe is me like i'm the only one going through this like and not really they don't really have perspective on like oh like there are other people like yeah i'm not the first and last person who's experienced this experience the world does not revolve around me like and cancers tend to think the world revolves around them damn people say that about me (laughs) someone literally had to be like it's not about you and i was like oh shit it isn't okay (laughs) like whatever's going on (laughs) 
literal, oh, literal. God. Um, but yeah, Martina and Julia love. Um, Larsa, I can't get with her, but that's just me. Um, I'm very excited for her and Nicole's little thing to I'm excited for Nicole to fight back because Larsa has been trying to dig at her for a year, for like this whole year. And I don't know what it is that she has such a like hard on for Nicole about. So I think that <clears throat> well, that's because I made it through the episode. So like the end of the party, like the De- the Demoya Foundation party, mm-hmm. Larsa and Nicole were talking, and Nicole was just basically like, "Yeah, I just don't know why we have never like had conversations, like why we, you know, I just feel like you judge me or like you know, mm-hmm. um, whatnot." And Larsa was like, "Well, you judged me, like." And I forgot that last season, like, didn't, like, Nicole said something about needing to, like, verify who Larsa was and, like, check her out before she, like, hung out with her. She, and Nicole's like, I do that with everyone. But I think to Larsa, that was offensive. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, who are you to be checking me out? Like, the fuck? Also, is- Larsa's cancer. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Continue. Mm-hmm. So then Larsa's like, well, so I think Larsa just can't let it go. <laughs> God. Yeah. She could, she seems like the type. Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that that does feel like, because- I love Nicole, but Nicole is definitely pretentious. Like she and Anthony are very pretentious people. Like, oh, should we do our like private plane and caviar this time, babe? Or like, should we have our sushi party because we know what good sake is, you know, kind of thing where it's like, I feel like there's things that I know about that I would never offer up unless, but also you have to do that to be on reality TV. But at the same time, if you're willing to do that on the TV, then it means you're probably even more like that in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I love it. Like, no, I mean, I love Nicole. I love fine things, but there's a way of being able. It's like money talks, wealth whispers. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? There's a way. Definitely new money. New money and old money are so different. And so it's just like a level of class when it comes to it, where like it's a little tacky. But again, new money with my Neville babies. And so, um, (laughs) the whole like I have to verify who you are so I can be around you like I do kind of get that now that you say I just run on my 2023 bingo card siding with Larsa I run background checks on people in secret like a normal person um okay Lisa Nicole (laughs) Lisa Nicole Cloud one of my friends is finally starting married to medicine because he thinks that Phaedra is going to be on the cast and so he was like Rubular told me to watch Married to Medicine, so I'm gonna get into it. And I said that. And what in what aspect is Phaedra in medicine? I think they are saying if she if that boyfriend that she has is a physician or something, then Uh she could be be a Toya. True, true. Paging Phaedra. (laughs) Now Anila. Even though I don't want Anila back, I love the way they say her name. Anila. (laughs) There was a Twitter. They tried to make it go. Missing tooth, and I was like, what is that about? Up. now patient dr jackie dr simone dr heavenly that was when i told you that's what that was when john knew that like oh she loves bravo because how did the fuck is she singing this song i was just <laughs> and i wasn't even like and it's like the only one that has a theme song now paging dr jackie dr simone dr heavenly dr, heavenly. dr. contessa quad Anila, <laughs> Mariah. Oh yeah, when Mariah was in there, which she still has on her page, like executive producer of which I think because I think she started the she show, is, so yeah. she um, and she still is EP. 
yeah, she's negotiated to keep she's that. Still, that's why they always try to make Quad look like a hero. Because mm-hmm. Quad is still on Mariah's payroll. Um, we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, so yeah, Miami, she was cute. Um, I'm still just weak at like Alexia calling her dead husband MF and then saying rest in peace. I feel like that's how I talk about people. <laughs> I'm like this motherfucker who is my godparent <laughs> did blah, 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 blah. I just looked up like, I know I always do the, you know, good old sign of the cross. Um, what is it called? <laughs> Another one. Oh, Potomac. Woo. She was good. Like, cause it was kind of a sleeper season. That's not the right description. It was a sleepy season. I was like, kind of like, oh, oh, our girls, they're losing their cherry blossoms. You know, the blossom is wilting is what I was concerned about. It was a lot of hormones. She she sprung back up and blossomed. Yeah. It was giving April in DC. It was a lot of hormones going on. Like (laughs) hormones. We had the, the middle aged fights, the geriatric fights, like. Um, I would say let's start with Mia and Jack. So the premise of this episode is that they all go to Mexico for Ashley's birthday, supposedly. Ashley only turning 34. I was like, damn, bitch, you've already lived a lot of life. And mm-hmm. she was with Michael since she was 24. Ugh. Imagine wasting your 20s and your 20s vagina on Michael Darby. I know they had others involved, but mostly Michael Darby. I've seen worse. Well, it don't have to be that way. Like, that doesn't make it any better. It's it doesn't. I'm just saying, rough. like, it's like, oof, I've seen worse um, scenarios. But, yeah, this is, quote, Karen and Ashley are hosting. The way that, like, these shows get edited now, like, you know how we used to be like, oh, my God, we love the shady editors for this, that, and the other. Um, I don't need shade anymore. I need you to give me, like, a clear story. Because now the way people edit this, we don't even get the made-up scene as to why they're having the party. Like, I still like when it's, like, they're sitting and having, like, coffee. And they're like, you know what? I'm, like, turning 34. And I want to go somewhere. And then the other person's like, I want to host it for you. Let's go to, um, oh, my gosh. I love to, you know, like, I love when they make it up. Give me that again. They just did a flashback of it on this episode. Yeah, and they keep doing that. Well, they kept doing that on Salt Lake and Potomac this season where they keep doing flashbacks of scenes instead of just throw the scene in there. Just throw it inconsequentially. I don't like out of sequence stuff. If I wanted to watch something out of order, I'll watch fucking Inception again and try and figure out (laughs) what the fuck is a dream and what's real because that's the only time I enjoy that kind of shit. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch... What are these other little mystery shows that people love where things don't make sense? I don't watch Stranger Things. I don't watch none of that. I want a linear story people game of thrones is linear <laughs> it didn't feel like that the one time i watched it i was confused as hell with all those accents and everybody was walking in the woods no enough <laughs> i tried it and i did not fuck with it i was like all you guys wanted to do is watch women get raped and people fuck their cousins That's oh well you would hate um the show on netflix with what's her face from um almost said er from Grey's anatomy i love that show though um uh, firefly lane firefly lane oh no i've watched that one okay i was like they do a a ton of flashbacks (laughs) hypocrisy alert (laughs) yeah but that's oh no i watched that one (laughs) i mean katherine heigl i read for her she deserves okay um so they're in mexico and i 
I do like sometimes when the fight happens off camera, because then you can fight about it forever because there's no evidence. So I love that they got me and Jacqueline, best friends of 30 years, got into a fight on an airplane. And I love how it just always like, for most people, when you're in first class, you're acting dignified and drinking your champagne and keeping to yourself. And then they're like, oh, you don't watch my kids and blah, 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 blah. Me and Jacqueline remind me of like where my mom grew up of like those neighborhoods where like you stayed friends with the same people because you never moved anywhere else. And so like, that's all you had and you couldn't really escape them. So even if they're toxic, they're just like part of your lives forever. Like I have an uncle who moved to Florida because he could not escape people in Puerto Rico because it's like that. We're like, they're all going to come around. You know what I'm saying? Like people who are problems, you cannot escape on that fucking Island. He had to move to a whole other state. Like (laughs) to stay away. And same with my mom, Loki, you know what I mean? Like, you get run around by all the same people. And so I feel like that's that whole tea with them. Like the argument basically, and then this is the other problem. Mia hired Jacqueline's sister to be her nanny. And again, to me, that's like an old school neighborhood thing, but you shouldn't do that because like, that's like my, the same uncle, um, my cousin's mom, who they never got married. She like started taking care of my grandparents at the end of their lives and stuff. And it was like all this weird tension and mix up and, you know, you always have like somebody who was like the caretaker of somebody else, like separation of church and state. Don't yeah. bring, don't bring whatever version of family you have into like a paid situation. Cause it's right. always drama. So mistake number one on Mia's part, but then <laughs> Jacqueline's like not keeping a hold of her kids and saying that like, it was up to Mia to tell Jacqueline's sister where Jacqueline's kids were. And that's when I was like, Ooh, I might be team Mia. It was like a whole hullabaloo of information though. Yeah, a lot. I, I think it's it the the codependency works both ways. And but I think yes. Mia just portrays it to be like she's doing everything. And it's like, no, I think that yeah, like you're maybe in a better financial situation than Jacqueline is. Credit to G, you know, because mm-hmm. without G, Let's you would be real. Not. But like you're that doesn't mean that you just get to you know what I mean? And I feel like there's a lot of resentful, like resentment yes, on both ends, on both ends. And I think Mia's like, well, cause she mentioned like, they took me in like her, like Jacqueline and her mom took me in when I was like, a when I had no one. one. Yeah. So like, I do feel like I owe it to her. I feel like she owes her, feels like she owes her in some type of way. Yeah. It's like, you feel guilty. So you like string them along, but then you grow resentful that they just keep writing it out and like mm-hmm. not doing better for themselves. And then Jacqueline's resenting Mia for having money and like getting past like her past if you will that and I Um, think that Jacqueline puts up with a lot of shit because yeah because Mia does run her into the ground yeah and I think Jacqueline's just resentful because it's like okay like I put up with a lot of your shit but I think it's just a sister relationship that they just need to like figure out but apparently they're not on good terms right now or so I heard so I feel like it's made up because when you're friends that long and the way that they fight and I don't have friends like this because this is not sustainable in my lifestyle and maybe it's because I'm an only child but like it's not to me either. people yeah like I can't be doing this cycle of like fight and make up and 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 like saying like this French the way that Jacqueline was saying like these 30 years it's over it's a it's like she clearly says that like three times a year mm-hmm. she says that to Mia and then it's just very girl cried wolf and that's why Mia literally just sat there and then when Mia uh, referenced, you know, priestess Nini leaks and said, close your legs to married men. I was like, oh, 
I know when she said that I was like okay so we're, recy we're, we're recycling a line that was embarrassing yeah I was like come up with your own line but I do think that that was like below the belt especially on national television I think that's when Jacqueline was like okay like you got me fucked up like there are so many things yeah, I could say like about you, could, you. Yeah. like there's so many things I could like air out about you and the fact that you want to say that on national television like it's crazy like you're talking crazy yeah I agree yeah, I cannot have a friendship like that. I was weak though when they said that Jacqueline threw a <laughs> when she said that Jacqueline threw a brick at me uh, um in high school. <laughs> I was like, these bitches are ragged. When she said that, I was like, okay, so if they can get past the brick, they can get past this. <laughs> because I'm I also Candace when she's like, I'm Candace when she goes, wait a minute, who has dick? <laughs> <laughs> who 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 has who has dick? <laughs> who what? Who and then, that? um I forgot too in the beginning of this episode. I just want to give a shout out to Giselle for talking about her uterine fibroids issues because um, we've seen like Cynthia Bailey deal with it. We've seen Bethany Frankel deal with it, but it's still good to bring awareness to it. I myself have dealt with it, and it is not an easy thing to talk about. And Maybe I think you don't know. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you. This is your no, you're no. Keep going. Um, but. It's something that I feel like when you just like hear it on TV, you know, like we had Wendy staging her like um, hospital admission and departure with full makeup and wig laid, you know, for her kidney stones, but something like fibroids, I think people don't discuss it as much because it seems embarrassing because it's with your reproductive health. And it's basically these like masses that grow on your uterus. They can grow in different places, but most of the time people are referring to their uterus and depending on their size and position, they can really impact your quality of life in a lot of ways. They can mm -hmm. impact sex. They can impact your periods. They can impact like so much stuff. Mine caused like all this like excessive bleeding to the point where like I would just be continuously like exhausted or when I had my periods, I was in extreme pain because they were pressing down on my uterus because of all the like swelling and the symptoms you already experience when you're in your period. And I like did not have like I had it. What's crazy is like at the same time, you're like living your life, you know, like Giselle's like, I'm taking the girls to Martha's Vineyard and we're going to have fun. But when she was, when Robin was like, well, don't ruin the summer for your kids. I'm like, no, like if, if Giselle gets a hysterectomy, cause there's a lot of different procedures yeah. you can have depending on your age and the, again, the size of the fibroids and all of that. Um, there's so many different procedure options, but if you're getting something like a hysterectomy or you're getting like a laparoscopic removal of these things, do not like ignore your bed rest and your recovery process for the sake of your kids. Because if you have a complication and die by accident instead, that's going to be way worse for your kids. Right. You don't get to go somewhere bougie for the summer, even if they don't. Exactly. Get yeah. I was like, Robin, never give advice on anything because your life. But, um, but Robin I, also thinks like a man, like Robin has all boys. And so yeah. it's her, like her mentality is very like masculine. It's like, yeah. yeah, don't ruin the summer. It's like, it's like talking to a man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I just thought it was really good that she mentioned it, even if it was brief, because again, not just for women, but especially women of color, these kind of conversations can be very mm -hmm. at this point. And I think I don't talk about it as much anymore because I'm better. Like all of mine were removed, like a very simple procedure. But yeah, there was like, I would say three years where I was like really sick for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was because doctors didn't find them at first. And when they did find them, they were trying, I was in my mid twenties and they were trying to prescribe me medicine for me to go into menopause, like, because they were saying that there was no other option. And then like, thankfully God put me in a place where I had access to really great medical care 
and got the procedure that I needed to fully remove all of my fibroids because there was a time like I think at the worst I like bled uncontrollably for like over 12 hours and had to go to the ER because there was just like it was just like insane because also stress um induces it too so like again pour into your own cup say no to people when you have to say no like take breaks the the people who are the true people in your life as India has always been in my life like even though we've been long distance relationship, most of our friendship, you know, those are the kind of people who understand that, like, if you have to set a boundary, it's not because you don't care about the people in your life. It's because you have to take care of yourself first to be For sure. good to others. And I'm so grateful every day now that I'm better. And I try to like, not live in the past, but remember how bad things were at some point to be grateful for everything that I have now. Oh, for sure. I remember when like you would text me and like, I like my, like, it's just so bad today. And I'm like, Ruby, like, like, what do you need? Like, you, like, it was just really bad. I forget now because you had the surgery and That's like since so the surgery, you've been so great, but that was like really a lot like that and I and I just remember you just like experiencing so much so yeah definitely important it affects your mental health your relationships everything so oh for sure like you were just like I feel so tired like all the time you were just so tired you just were bleeding like you were in pain like yeah you just couldn't live at the same pace so you know it's the beginning of the year go get your annual checkup folks men women non-binary everybody go to the doctor, make sure you're doing okay. Once a year, it's for the best. Now that that PSA is over, let's take a break and talk more shit about the housewives. We're almost done. Um, I have like a few quick pops of color to say. Pop Um, it. (laughs) Pop, lock and drop it. Pop, lock and drop it. Yes. (laughs) I'll just say the same thing. Um, Literally for anybody who doesn't know, because Sharice was embarrassing um, champagne in Spanish is not champagne. It's champagne. That's it. Champagne. Yay. We don't fuck with yay. India more recently than me, but. With what? She's come to the light. I said, we don't fuck with yay. As in. Oh, I wonder where he is though. I don't. He's probably still under the, um, New Orleans dome recording another album. I think that like something's wrong. Well, I hope he's getting help. I think that like something's wrong and I think that like the government took him. Okay. Well, time to go to family karma. <laughs> um, family <laughs> karma. I'm like a little, you know, like I literally at the beginning of this episode said like third seasons of shows are the best season. And like, I firmly believe like, especially with housewives too, the first three seasons of a housewife series are always the best because they're just like super raw people aren't super media trained yet and they just like give you everything except Potomac I would say two through four more so than one through three that's just my personal but New York one through three Beverly Hills one through three Salt Lake City which may be canceled soon one through three all great great first seasons even New Jersey and I didn't even really fuck with Jersey that much that was a great one Atlanta obviously um because season three is when they're in miami and they're like cheers to the girls weekend you better watch them be words <laughs> <So weird. laughs> anyways um all this to say that family karma is kind of disappointing me with season three like i'm really over most of them and then the people i like are barely on screen like anisha has moved 
And so, you know, we don't really get a lot of Anisha. Bali keeps making me sad with her Sonia Morgan energy. Um, and then like, I'm really not into Amra and Vishal this year or their significant others. I don't know. So aunties. I was like, kind of eh, on that. Yeah. I mean, the, and you know, I don't like Monica, so that's not even a topic for discussion. It's a, I mean, it's a toss up this season in some ways. I'm like, I like it because we've like gotten to know them more like the first two seasons was a lot of character development yeah so I do like that but I just need to see more I feel like fame just really got to Amrit Vishal like their little pairing I don't know they were already like a little douchey to begin with and then I feel like it just really like ramped up and then I think this whole like again we kind of talked about it with like bali and o'malley but in the same vein like richa and vishal being like married on television but not legally married slash kind of moving into this empty house all this stuff it just seems so weird you know what i mean like it doesn't really feel true and it feels like every time rich is there she's like only half into it and he's like constantly begging her to be into it is the energy i receive yeah, and I think that's because Russia is just not like an emotional person. I think she's just very like reserved and like businessy, mm-hmm. like very Lopa. But like, yeah, I mean, very... Lopa has no Lopa has feelings, Mama. Yeah, and I think Lopa, like the more the seasons have gone on, we've seen like other sides of Lopa. Like she's very like, I dynamic. stand. Yeah, she has a lot of like different sides to her. Which I mean, a Capricorn love. Um, Wait, did we confirm? I think she's a Capricorn. I think we did, didn't we? Was she on the clutch? Here, say more while I look it up. Um, but Risha, I think the just issue is that she's just not emotional at all. Like we don't really see much expression in her face or like her mm-hmm. showing love in the way that we're used to it being. Um, I think that she just reserves that for off camera. And I wish she would just be a little bit more emotional and say like, look, it hurts my feelings or like, you know, like she's just very like, well, she's gotten angry. Like she told Michelle, like stop with the drinking. Oh yeah, for sure. She's gotten angry, but like, again, just very not like, vulnerable. You're saying she should be vulnerable. Yeah. Like no, not very vulnerable, very masculine feelings. Cause anger is like, I feel like a masculine feeling like vulnerability is very like feminine. And I think she's just not very in tuned, at least on camera to, or yeah. comfortable enough to say that on like, to do that stuff on camera. Um, but yeah, I do want to see Amr and Nicholas, Nicholas's wedding. Um, it does make do me sad. Nicholas. Yeah, it does make me sad that like, I mean, but I get it though. Like his parents are religious and like, that's a big thing with religion and coming to terms with the fact that like being anything but heterosexual is not damnation to hell. Like, I think that's a very cognitive dissonant type of Come, you know what I mean? Like thing yeah, that a lot of religious people can't come to terms well, with. I think it's probably like a mix of things too. Is like we really undervalue. Like we we're just discussing with my situation is like what got me through tough times in my life has always been a community that I've built for myself. Right. You know, it's not just my blood family, but also my friends, people who I feel like share the same values as me and stuff like that. And I think what a lot of people like who don't grow up in the church don't get is that if you're somebody who lives far away from the rest of your family, or even if your family lives in the same, um, church is like one of the last places where there's like such a strong sense of community built and you don't have to like 
agree with views. That's like not what I'm saying at all, but just like, there's this kind of like implicit promise of, you know, like this covenant of like, we are all here for each other as a community because we all have these same values. And so I think they have this, like, it's unfortunate. They clearly have not shunned their son, which is like a choice that they had. And so the best that they have done, they tried not to acknowledge this part about him, which is extremely hurtful and, you know, not acceptable, but, um, you know, there's also this fear of like, what if we lose all these other people in our lives that do also hold this similar feeling to right? So, and I mean, hot take a lot of real like struggle that a lot of people have. Yeah. And hot take. I think Whitney said this on, on, uh, Salt Lake about Lisa. It's like, I don't think that some people, I don't even know, like, yes, they believe in God, but necessarily all of the factors is of the certain religion. Does it resonate with them? Or do they just particularly like the community and what that means for like their lives and like the type of like the way that the camaraderie feels like versus like, do I actually whole a whole like wholly resonate with what this religion yeah. actually is um and that's like a big thing um yeah um, and but they should be more of that traditional version where like mm-hmm. they do believe these things but they have like you said that cognitive dissonance like except for my child yeah it's like very much like um you know we talk about this all the time too with like civic engagement and like the problem in a lot of places is like, oh, that doesn't affect me. So I'm not concerned about it. Like, oh, well, I'm not black. I'm not gay. I'm not a woman. Not my problem. I'm right. not poor. Can't worry about it. And so now that they have a son who is queer, it's like, oh, okay. You know, like they're, that they, when it happens to you, sometimes you have like more of that understanding. So I think it is, I think he's super compassionate and open-minded and he does such a good job of like managing both. Like I'm going to be true to who I am but I also care so much for my parents that right. I accept. And that's a really hard thing to do because you have to go home somewhere where like you might hear your family might watch news that you don't watch, or they might say comments, you know, d- that are clearly like filled with this bias or, you know, kind of like bigoted language. Like this is just generalized and this is not his family. Um, So the fact that he, is willing to make that compromise both ways. And I think it's already just amazing that they're coming. Yeah. Because it is a step in the right direction. They, they want to support him. And, you know, like he said, it could also just be being uncomfortable being on camera. Like they don't want to be part of a lot of people a television don't. program. And I wonder if they'll be like blurred out, like they'll be there, but yeah. they'll be blurred out. Um yeah. is what I'm thinking. And so I think it's multiple layers. Um and yeah. so I think it's a really great story that they're telling like with his family as well. Because I think that situation is a lot more common than a lot of people know. I think a lot of people are like, oh, if someone isn't accepted, they just like throw away their family altogether. And a lot of people can't do that, not just like a financial way, but like emotionally, like that's still somebody who raised you that you love and, Mm -hmm. you know, complicated. And as long as they were like more abusive or harmful to you, right? um, you know, you figure out some kind of way to meet in the middle is like a much more realistic depiction of our world. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was also, a really great scene. Also, well, one thing is I am noticing that you have this bottle of Elmer's glue behind you. And I'm just wondering what you were doing with this old school ass glue. <laughs> <laughs> what kind um, of art project? Were you making macaroni art? Like it's it's dry January, so I'm huffing glue. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's never dry January in this house. Where's my wine? 
she's back there what's that oh that's my sink I was like what is that tall thing there's like wine rack back there um no I broke my little cabezón and I need to glue her back together um this is like a traditional mask from Puerto Rico so I got happy Christmas to me I bought myself an air fryer but a bitch is fat as fuck and there's only one place to put her and so I had to move this like little sign, this little plaque I have, that's the 10 commandments of wine in Spanish that my mom was like, ay Dios mío, sacrilegio. Speaking of religious <laughs> families, she was like, you can't have 10 commandments of wine. I'm like, mom, it's a joke. It's fine. Um, and then we have these little, I forgot what they're called. I like literally was just talking to my cousin about it the other day, but I think it's like cabezon or it's not calabaza. That's, uh, that's pumpkin, but it's like this little mask thing. And then when I was shifting her, she fell. And you're I gonna need more glue. than Elmer's glue. You're gonna need super glue. Bruh, okay. So super glue is on my grocery list for tomorrow. But um, <laughs> please don't use Elmer's glue to try I to glue that like, thing back together. I found her. I don't even know the last time she has been opened <laughs> like a flower. No, let me tell you, that's not gonna work. Believe me, I've dropped many a thing on floors. I can feel fresh. Because your floor is probably concrete, isn't it? It's yeah, it's like fake wood. Yeah, so um, I've dropped many a thing on those. No, on those floors, you want to get super glue. I had to super glue back an ashtray together. I had to super glue non toxic. You need the toxic shit. (laughs) I know the toxic. I had the toxic. She dried up. I broke um a one of those um cake dishes. Like you know how it's like a stand. Well, I broke the bottom off the top and I glued it back together years ago with super glue. Still, still standing. I think I've used this on other stuff and it worked. Girl, it, that is cool. It, it's glue bringing me back to like elementary if it doesn't, school when you do your school supplies. You can't have the potential of sticking your fingers together and having to like, let's see, literally put acetone on your fingers to peel them apart. It's not going to work for very long. Girl, it's cool <laughs> glue for children. <laughs> <laughs> Number one teacher brand. Not sponsored yet. Soon to be. I'll tag them in our next post. Um, so besides the glue sticking. Girl, please go to the store. You can find super glue at Dollar Tree. Oh, I forgot how bad that smells. Yeah, just go to Dollar Tree. It's 125 now, unfortunately. 125 um, tree. I know. I went there for Thanksgiving. Um <laughs> but, but I don't have much else to say about family karma. Um, I will say I'm team Dharma and not Rushma. Yes, Team Dharma. We're Team Benny family for life. Benny family. That she makes me weak when she's like that motherfucker. Like I just love when she pops off. Yeah, and she just told her like you're a hundred percent wrong, and I realize you have fake emotions that you need to figure out. Yourself. And Rush was hella passive aggressive. Yeah. Like she's just so fake. She's like, should I be acting like this and like helping you out and making her husband make that announcement in front of everybody? That was super. Super, super so shady. like the punishment does not fit the crime absolutely not and the fact that bali's mom i can't remember her name was her name is Rashma. also reshma <laughs> oh was telling reshma number two that like it's so easy to just say i'm sorry like why can't those words just come out of your mouth and for her to condescendingly be like i'm sorry i was like and she did the i'm sorry you felt that way yeah and Donna was never, just like that's never okay, true i see you i see mm-hmm. you see each other like fuck off but yeah, that's all I have to say about that episode. Um, oh, the food though was popping. I ooh. I was so mad. I watched that like at 9 p.m. and I was so hungry, even though I had eaten all day. 
I was like, oh my God, I want that curry. No, oh my God, I want the samosa. No, I want this. Like the paneer balls with the cilantro dip. I was like, I oh, just I don't like paneer. Or I like paneer. Ooh, I like all of it looks so fire. It looks so like, good. Fuck. It made me want some Indian food. Um always. I'm uh, a chicken dog girl and then some samosas. Mm. I love um, a tikka masala, which is so basic. I love samosas. I love paneer. So anything with paneer, I'm like, yum. Um, um, we I was curry. Indian. We got Indian food because there's like a huge South Asian population yeah. there. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, bury me here. Yeah. And it was just like a random hole in the wall place. And I was like, this is what life is about. It was so good. Had my yeah. little samosa. Had some kind of chicken. I don't know what chicken I had hamelo rice it was there's a place here in atlanta that um they sell like like uh like sandwiches like wrap mm-hmm. like you know what kind of sandwiches um and they have this paneer one Ooh, i'm telling you it'll change your mind about paneer it's so good oh my gosh there's an indian place literally two blocks from me that i could walk to to get pickup if i wanted to but it's not good oh. so then i have to order uber eats from like a place like two neighborhoods over and i'm always yeah. like damn it why don't i why are you right there and you give me nothing? That's like Atlanta and any any Chinese food. Like it it just honestly actually like going outside of like the city, like you can find a few good ones. Like in Smyrna, I can find a few. Actually, but... You need to tell me a good Chinese takeout place around here because I only know the bougie ones and I'm not sure which of the like I don't know which of the hole in the wall ones are good. I'm gonna send you some names because there's yeah, one please, because I, I need to know. I need you to verify so I don't get food poisoning. If I'm yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't have the ends on that. Because I think it's like around where you used to live too. So you'll know. Yeah. Okay, but, now I'm hungry and I need to make some dinner. So. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome guys for another supersized episode. We're just, you know, Bravo knows what it's doing. It keeps making shows that us bitches keep watching and we're always here for it. For sure. And as usual, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at, at Pop of Color Pod for more information. We just ask that you spread us to just one friend that you know loves Bravo. Like spread just us tell like them butter on toast. Yeah. Just tell them like Jacqueline's legs and married men. Yeah. Or that. Um just say like just spread us to the one person. We just ask for one just like herpes. Yeah. And um, yeah, as usual, we will catch you guys next week. Don't die. All right. Bye. <laughs>